It didn't matter all that much, though, because aside from dinner time, Anna's parents didn't really bother them, especially not recently. For the last few weeks, her mother had been home all the time, which normally would have meant a lot more supervision. But instead, she spent all day on the computer, staring at numbers or typing the same words over and over again. It seemed to Anna that her parents were sad, but they said everything was fine, so she must have been wrong. Either way, the summer holidays were super boring this time. Anna was supposed to have been going to a fun camp like last summer, but her father had told her just at the end of term that she couldn't go this year. Still, at least she could play with Penny, even if they had to find their own fun. Penny knew lots of games. One of Penny's favourite games was called Secret Agents. Penny had lived in the big building a lot longer than Anna had and was always telling her cool stories about it. Even better, she knew all sorts of special places and hidden little nooks that they could play and hide in. Anna could read, of course. She was second in her class. So she knew which doors said, keep out, or staff only. But Penny always insisted, and, as the little blonde girl was quick to point out, if they didn't want anyone going in, then they would be locked. Of course, when you played secret agents, you had to be really sneaky, so the enemy spies didn't see you, and you had to go exploring in all the hidden places looking for secrets. Anna didn't think they'd ever actually found anything secret. Not really. Some of the places they'd found were boring, full of nothing but old mops and big jugs of soap that she had to remind Penny not to eat. Others were cosy, like the cupboard with the big metal tank in it. The carpet underneath was soft, and the air around it was so warm that last winter it had become their favourite place to sneak in for a nap curled into the corner as the pipes above them rumbled softly. In fact, the most interesting thing they'd found when playing secret agents was Tommy, and even he was a bit boring. Tommy was five years old, so a kind of a baby, and he lived in the ugly side of the building, the one that Penny had showed her how to get to by crawling through the little doors and into the wall. His mother was usually there, a tired-looking woman who Penny made funny faces at, and she didn't seem to like Anna very much. Maybe because of how dirty she always got, dragging herself through the tiny passages in the wall. It didn't matter, though, because even if Tommy was a bit of a crybaby and his mother didn't care for Anna and Penny, they seemed to be the only children who lived in the building, so would often end up playing together. He wasn't exactly a secret, though, or at least not a very good one so they still hadn't actually won a game of secret agents yet. Penny always wanted to play it, though, each time promising Anna that this time, this was the one where they were going to find something really cool. Today, Penny was leading Anna through a hall near the old staircase on the ugly side, the one with the big iron poles down the middle. The corridor was dusty and hot, and didn't have any wallpaper at all but at least this one was tall enough that the two of them didn't need to go on their hands and knees. If Anna ruined another dress, she might get sent to bed without dinner, a prospect that filled both her and Penny with alarm. She asked Penny again where they were going, 
and her companion turned back to her, blue eyes shining slightly in the darkness of the poorly lit corridor, and told her that they were going to meet her mummy. Anna was incredulous. First of all, Penny had been living with her ever since they'd moved in their new flat and had never once mentioned having a mother, which is the sort of thing friends tell each other. And more importantly, a mother could hardly be called a secret, so it didn't count for the game. Penny just did her silent laugh again and explained that her mother was definitely a secret because nobody else had ever seen her. Penny's mummy liked to hide, she said, and was so good at it that she'd never been found, not once. Anna didn't believe Penny, of course, as she knew her friend liked to lie about this sort of thing, but she couldn't help but feel curious at the idea of a secret mother. So she gamely followed her friend as they ran down the corridors, around and through the legs of irritated grown-ups, until they came to a small wooden hatch in the wall, painted a particularly boring shade of white. Anna pulled the small door open with a great deal of effort. It was stiff and dusty, and Penny never helped with this stuff because she wasn't real. But as soon as it was open far enough, she dashed past Anna and scurried into the dark. Anna wasn't afraid of the dark, of course. She wasn't a baby anymore. But she still made sure to turn on her torch, the tiny green one she'd got as a free gift with the magazine, so she could see where she was going. The beam was so weak it didn't help much at all, but it still just about showed the cobwebs and wooden beams as she crawled through the walls after Penny. It was dry and musty, and Anna wrinkled her nose to stop from sneezing as she followed the tiny shoes of her companion. Within twenty seconds, she knew that she was lost. Penny didn't slow her pace, though, and for a dreadful second, Anna thought she might be left behind, abandoned in the dark to crawl through the walls forever. Then Penny stopped abruptly, pointing at a section of wall. Anna pushed against it, and it swung open noiselessly, revealing a corridor she had never seen before. At first, it looked just like every other corridor on the nice side of the building. The same walls, the same carpet, even the same light bulbs. But there were no doors. The wall was unbroken on both sides and came to a halt in a dead end of unremarkable skirting board and wallpaper. It seemed as though the only way in or out was this tiny service hatch. And yet there, standing where the corridor ended, was Penny's mother. Penny dashed out into the light, sharp teeth curved into a gleeful smile as she ran towards the woman, who was turned away, motionless, facing the wall. She was so tall, Anna thought to herself, and very, very thin, just like her daughter. Penny's skin wasn't so blue, though, and her hair wasn't quite so dirty. Truth be told, Anna was kind of scared of this woman, even as Penny babbled on to her about her day and told her that she'd brought her best friend in all of the world round to play. Slowly, Penny's mother turned around, though her feet didn't move. Anna burst out laughing. Penny's mother had such a silly face, you see, though when she tried to draw it later, she could never quite 
get it to come out right, and her dad kept making her throw out all the pictures. One of them he even burned. Penny didn't really like people. She was always interested to meet them, running up and around them, examining them with her huge eyes. But just as quickly, that excitement would turn into irritation. And as soon as they started to talk to Anna, her face would change into a frown. Anna didn't take it to heart, though, and thought that she'd get pretty grumpy as well if nobody could see her. Penny didn't ever really talk about it, and any time Anna had tried to bring it up, she'd just shrug and announce that everybody except for Anna was boring and stupid. Anna privately quite liked this, although she knew it wasn't true. There was only one other person that Penny ever smiled at, apart from Anna and her mother. It happened three days before Anna told her to go away for the first time. They were playing jail in the ugly side of the building, another of Penny's games, where you had to put your head through the holes in the iron railings around the lift, then thrash around and pretend you were stuck. Anna was having a great time, but Penny kept getting annoyed and stopping, saying that she wasn't doing it right which wasn't fair because she'd never told Anna that there were any rules about what you had to say when your head was stuck. She was just about to tell her friend this when she suddenly smelled something horrible floating down the corridor. Her dad always said that smoking made your lungs go black like tarmac and that was why people weren't allowed to do it indoors. But Anna still knew what it smelled like. She'd even seen her mum smoking once or twice over the last few weeks when she thought no one could see. Well, they were indoors right now, which meant you weren't allowed to smoke. She pulled her head out from between the railings, stood up to her full height, and started to march towards the source of the smoke, trying to do the face her mum did when Anna didn't want to brush her teeth. The smoking man stood outside the door to one of the flats and didn't seem to notice her approaching. He was tall and broad, with messy black hair, and clothes that looked really old, even for the ugly side of the building. She coughed loudly, trying to get his attention, but a waft of smoke hit her, and she started coughing for real. In an instant, the man's craggy features changed into an expression of embarrassment, and he quickly stubbed out the cigarette and threw it through the doorway behind him. He knelt down in front of Anna, who was starting to catch her breath, and began to apologise gently in a deep, accented voice. She tried to start her lecture about not smoking indoors because of tarmac lungs, but she just ended up coughing again. When she finally stopped, she saw his arm extended out tentatively, offering a handshake. She took it, her tiny hand utterly dwarfed by his. Diego, said the man. Anna, said Anna. She looked around, keen to introduce Penny, but she was already by Diego's side, staring at the strange man's face with an expression that Anna had never seen on her before. It wasn't affection or amusement or simple curiosity. Penny was fascinated by this man, like he was a toy she'd only ever seen before in a shop window. She circled around him before flashing Anna a wide grin and nodding, Diego followed Anna's gaze, 
but it didn't seem like he was able to see Penny any more than the other grown-ups. Penny reached out and gently placed one of her long, brightly stained fingers on his cheek. Immediately, Diego jerked back like he'd been stung, and Penny laughed her noiseless laugh. He stared at the space she'd just been, looking from it to Anna and back again. Anna was rooted to the spot, sure that she was going to be told off for Penny's rudeness. But instead, his expression became very sad 